What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Backflip. It is episode 15. Hell yeah. And it is Monday night. Day. Monday night after the trade deadline. Holy shit. What a trade deadline it was. Yeah, especially after we thought it wasn't going to be one at all. I had a feeling it was going to be relatively busy, but I didn't think it was going to be as busy as it was. Yeah. Across the whole week, I have the number here pulled up on my screen here. There were 66 players traded, including 25 players to be named later because you're not allowed to trade players off your 60 man that are not on your 60 man. Right. So a lot of the players, 25 of them that were traded were not on that list. So they are not eligible to be traded until after the World Series. So after that, you'll probably see a flurry of players changing teams. So there was a grand total of, I want to say... Let's see that I have it right here. It's 66 players, like I just said, and 32 trades across the whole week. And there were 17 today. What a busy day. Yeah, my phone kept blowing up. Like every couple of minutes, my phone would be like, oh, this person got traded. Yeah. And that person got <laughs> traded. I kept got refreshing tra- trade rumors. Yeah, trade just rumors. Just waiting. Yeah, trade rumors is great. And one thing that was cool was like even after Aww. the even after the deadline came and gone. Like Sorry, for an I hour. I just got sidetracked by Mitch Moreland. For for an hour after the trade deadline passed, there were still trades coming in, and it was pretty cool to watch. You know, yeah. we'll get we'll get to these trades, uh, at oh. least the big ones, in a little bit. Sorry, and well, I kind of started with it, but it's all right. We'll get we'll cover. I think I have like five or six trades that I want to break down. We'll mention some of the other uh, headline trades. You know, I'm not going to mention some of the other ones because they weren't really super important. You know, like San Francisco picking up Anthony Banda. Oh, you just had to slide that in there. I mean. Eh. Anyway. Hey, at least the Red Sox didn't trade everybody. Yeah, but they sold everybody that they felt like they could trade. They could have traded more. They weren't going to get anything from Martinez. I'm not worthwhile. saying they would have. They had a lot of people that had Bradley. interest in JBJ. Yeah, Bradley was on the radar of a lot of teams. So was Bogarts. Right. Yeah, they were trading him. Not a lot of guys are willing to, to trade you know, I mean, obviously a lot of guys were willing to trade, but there wasn't a whole lot of of trades. You know, not a lot of people wanted to give up a bunch of stuff for a 30-game no, rental. Yeah. So, but there were a few teams that did, and we'll cover those, like I said, in a little bit. So, first thing I want to talk about, though, is Lucas Giolito throwing a no-hitter on the 25th, which was, like, Wednesday. Yep. And dude was... On lockdown. How I was starting to think we weren't going to get one. I was starting to think Giolito wasn't that good. Well, <laughs> I mean that too. But after the Maeda one fell apart, I was like, ah, oh, maybe we won't see one this year. Yeah. I mean, we, we're, we're only God like... God damn, am I glad I was wrong. We're only like, what, two years, two or three years removed from, from the year we had like seven? Oh, years? yeah. It was outrageous. <laughs> and a perfect game. and Yeah. Yeah. Dumb. They say it's the year of the pitcher. So far. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, from what I've seen, I mean, there's still some pretty gnarly run difference. I was going to say, like we were looking the other day, me and a buddy at work and like the Dodgers were already like plus 50 something like 52 or 53. And that yeah. was on like Thursday. Yeah. So again, we'll get to that in a little bit. Cause I got a Brit whole standings breakdown and postseason update planned later on. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to cover their uh, run differential when we get there. <laughs> so, we were totally disconnected from like all technology. Yeah. From Friday night on. It was delightful. Yeah. We were 
out at the lake. We were camping and I mean, literally no cell service. And it was pretty great. So as soon as we got back into cell service, I mean, my phone was just blowing up with like everything that happened baseball wise over the weekend. There was a ton that happened, but I mean, we don't have all the time in the world to cover it because we got a lot of trades to talk about. But like I said, this Giolito no hitter, it's a second career no hitter. Although yeah. the first one was in AAA. It's kind of cheating, but on whatever. a seven inning doubleheader game. So yeah. it kind of counts, but it doesn't. That was in 2017, and he threw 87 pitches. 50 of them were strikes, and he only had three strikeouts. Right. So it wasn't like super dominant, but it was still technically a minor league no hitter. And I, I mean, think this it counts. One was pretty good, though. I think it counts as an official no hitter in the yeah. minor league books. So this one that he threw last week was the 19th in Chicago history, White Sox history, which trails only the Dodgers. That's impressive. Yeah, only the Dodgers. You know how many they have? 23. Oh, you looked it up. You, oh, yeah, I sent it to no, you. No, it was definitely in your notes. <laughs> I sent it in the notes. Yeah, appreciate that. Oh, yeah. See, I was going to see if you knew that. No, I totally yeah. would have. It was 20, 23 no-hitters by the Dodgers, most recent of which was Clayton Kershaw, I think, in 2016. Yeah. So before this one, the most recent for the White Sox was the perfect game. Oh, no. Was the perfect game or, or Burley's no-hitter? Which one was for? I don't remember which one was later. But those are the last two. Burley. Uh, was, that was 2015? I don't yeah, remember. the perfect game was, was before that. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, the uh, uh, like I said, Giolito's first career major league no-hitter. White Sox won the game 4 nothing, and he had 13 strikeouts. He had one walk, let off the fourth inning, and he only faced 28 batters. So had he not walked that hitter, it could have been a perfect game. Coulda, coulda, woulda. So there's I mean, been, it was against the fucking Pirates. Who are the worst team in the league? Yeah. But it's still, it's still an accomplishment. Even worse than Boston. <laughs> it's still an accomplishment, though, to throw a no-hitter in the major leagues. Yeah, still a major league team. It's hard I'll give to, it to you. you know, there's a reason that it only happens once or twice a year, except for the year that happened seven times. Yeah. <laughs> And the one time when the Dodgers got no hit 11 days apart by the Astros. And then <laughs> the Do- or who did the, who was the Astros and who else did they get no hit by right away? I don't remember. Anyway, they got no hit twice in 11 the days. A's. Angels. Sorry. Angels. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The combined no hitter. I remember that. Yeah. So you want to get into these trades, get into the meat and potatoes here? Sure. All right. Well, the first one that everybody's going to be talking about if you pay attention to baseball is the one that broke first thing this morning. Holy that I saw foo. Yeah. I think I saw it at like, what did I text you about? I think it was I like seven 30 this morning. I mean, I'm just saying I got a little excited. Mike Clevenger like half chub traded from Chicago, Chicago, Cleveland. God damn it. <laughs> traded from Cleveland to San Diego. And it was a seven player deal. San Diego gave up six players for Mike Clevenger. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to jump ahead or really jinx it. I haven't seen San Diego make moves like this since the year they got Carl Crawford. 2015. Adrian Gonzalez. like Craig Kimbrell. And then nothing happened. Yeah, that was 2015. But it was also the offseason. Yeah, the first year of A.J. Preller as being there. So, I mean, good for them for making moves. So yeah. hopefully it works out. I mean, they definitely seem like they got a team to to do something. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be locks for the postseason at this point. They're in second yeah. place. 
The next best team I mean, is Colorado, five hundred. I mean, really, right now they they could give LA a run for their money. I know they're still five games back, but they've come a long way. Dodgers just I think the Dodgers are just too too good at this point. And they were speaking I of worry the, the Dodgers are just coasting now. Yeah, and, and the Dodgers were I'm holding my fingers up together super. Or they close. will. They were this close to landing Lance Lane. As oh, if they needed that was another, terrifying. As if they needed <laughs> yeah. another stuff. Houston, is that you? Yeah. Because and now see, here's the deal. The difference between this trade deadline and the years past is you can't put them on waivers and still have them picked up later. This was right. the deadline. Yeah. This is what you got now. Yep. And I was scared that 30 minutes late, because I saw the headline on trade rumors. It was like, oh, they couldn't get a deal done. I was scared 30 minutes later. They're gonna be like, nope, never mind. They found a way to get it done. Yeah, got it. So Lance Lynn stays with Texas, and so does Joey Gallo. Which Gallo, I thought, was kind of a far-fetched guy to yeah, be traded. Same. Just because he's not hitting real well for average. He's got a lot of power, obviously. I don't know if he ever runs. will hit that well for average. Yeah, but he's not even hitting 200. Eh, maybe he is. I think he's like Either way. 200s. But, yeah, he's... So, Gallo stays. Lance Lynn stays. Like I said, as if LA needed another stud pitcher because Kershaw, Bueller, and May are not enough. Yeah. Real and rough. You know, May's got that 100-mile-an-hour two-seamer that just moves 18 inches. Whatever. And it's just filthy. So, anyway, uh, the Dodgers stood, stood pat. They didn't add anybody. They didn't subtract anybody. But I don't think they needed to. Not they, at they, all. They were good enough. God, not at all. As if they, like I said, as they were. So, the Padres, though, getting back to them, they gave up Austin Hedges, who was their primary catcher. Josh Naylor, one of their stud outfield prospects. Cal Quantrill, who was a relief pitcher. Yep. Gabriel Arias. I hadn't really seen him play too much. Joey Cantillo, another pitcher. And an infielder, Owen Miller, and a player to be named later. So who knows who that's going to be. But, I mean, that is a lot to give up for Clevenger. But they're going to have him for like three or four years. Yeah, and that's and that that's a right now move. And a future move. Because he and Paddock are a pretty good one, too. Yeah. At the top of that road. But I just, I mean, in a, in a year like this, like we've talked about before. Right. There's nothing saying that a team like San Diego couldn't run away with it. Well, San Diego traded both of their catchers and acquired two other catchers. Yeah. They acquired Jason Castro from the angels and they also acquired, uh, where did it go? Uh, Austin Nolan, Austin Nola, Nola. Aaron Nola's brother. Yeah pitcher for the yep. Phillies, his brother, who's also a catcher. They got him from, I Seattle. think I read something too. Wasn't, weren't the Padres interested in Vasquez? I did not hear that one. Yeah. I saw it on trade rumors. I don't remember. But it might've been a different team, but it's interesting though, that the Padres basically dumped both of their catchers that they were on their roster and got two new catchers. Cause they're like, eh, you guys aren't good. We want different catchers. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, we just need to make a change. Yeah. And they also acquired Mitch Moreland to play, I don't well, want to talk about to it to play there. I believe he's going to be there flipping DH. you off right now. He's going to be their DH because obviously Myers. Well, I mean, he's playing play first, first right now and well, then Hosmer's DHing Cause I mean, he is, that's a pretty good stack over there though. Moreland. Yeah. Moreland's right. hand. Myers is right? playing left. I think. Okay. Moreland's lefty. Yeah. Moreland's left-handed hitter. Hosmer. Is he a lefty? Moreland's a lefty. I thought Moreland's right-handed hitter. No. Okay. I, I, I thought they were going to platoon him, but. All right, I guess he's a left-handed hitter. I guess you would know because you're a Boston guy. So, uh, another... So, yeah, the Padres definitely were one of the busiest teams. Yes. Uh, that 
you know, all week they added a ton of players. The other super, super um, active team was Toronto. Yeah. The Blue Jays made some deals today. Yes, they did. They traded for Robbie Ray from Arizona, Taiwan Walker from Seattle earlier in the week. They got Jonathan VR today, and they also traded for Ross Stripling today. That's impressive. That's, that is three pitchers and their shortstop slash third baseman. When Cav- and what were we saying coming into this year? They needed some pitching. Yep. And they, they got, I mean, Robbie Ray is only like, what, two years removed from being a Cy Young candidate and yep. an all-star. Taiwan Walker, all the upside in the world, couldn't stay healthy. Maybe he can figure it out in Toronto. Ross Stripling, who I will always remember for a game in San Francisco when he pitched for the Dodgers, and he threw like eight and a third no-hit innings. Yeah. And then the Giants tied the game with a home run and then walked him off in the 10th. So... Yeah, Ross Stripling, good, decent pitcher. He's not going to be their starter. He's probably going to be a swingman or maybe a spot starter if they need an extra guy. But pitching is pitching at this point. Yeah, uh, they've still got um, Bichette. He's going to be out for a couple more weeks, so they figured they needed someone to play shortstop right now with Jonathan VR. Huh? Biggio. No, it was Bichette. Oh. Biggio's playing second base. No, Biggio's been playing second. Oh. So Bichette's out, like I said, and then when when he comes back, the idea is to push VR over to third base, I guess. They have no hope for Brandon Drury, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> because dude can play it over there at third, but he can't hit for some reason. And this is basically a big middle finger to Brandon Drury saying, we don't think you can play third base. Yeah. So. You know, for some teams that, they're they're desperate right now. It's still a sprint. They're still trying to make whatever they can happen. Right. And I can't really blame the Blue Jays because you know what makes me happy? The Yankees have fallen flat on their fucking they face. They definitely have. They're three and seven in the last ten games. And Tampa has just walked all over them or and stretched out the lead. Tampa's four and a half games up right now. The Yankees are nineteen and fourteen. Yeah. Which Tampa's they're got like still 20- five games above five hundred. 23 or 24 wins for Tampa now, right? But 25. 25, yeah. Yeah. First one's 25, right? <laughs> this might be panic mode for New York right now. Yeah. Everybody's hurt again. Yeah, and they can't pitch to save their lives at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't watch how they did this. Oh, weekend. yeah. By the way, guess how far behind Toronto is behind New York? Only like a game. One game. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Toronto. And this made Toronto that much better. Yeah. Now they've got... Yeah. They have... I mean... Potentially, they could have three pretty good pitchers. I mean, Ryu's been really good. Yeah. And if Nate Pearson can figure it out, then they they can kind of fix, quote-unquote, Robbie Ray and get him back to his all-star form. They could be really this good. This was a year that everybody thought it was a lock for the Dodgers and the Yankees. Not so much now. Not so much. I mean, I'm still thinking, And I'm still not... <clears throat> I'm still like 80% Dodgers at, at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think the Dodgers are... Are heavy favorites. Yeah. But the the Padres, I'm hot on the Padres right now. I mean, they just got to get We talked hot. about the A's like this a little while ago. I'm still hot on the A's. They can still get some shit done. Yeah. And they, you know, we'll talk about it. They did their own deals. Not a lot, but yeah, they but, did. Yeah, they did but some something that helps. Yeah, for but sure. But there's a lot of teams right now that, in again, in a season this short, you're building momentum now, and you didn't have that big of a gap to make up. Yeah. Yeah. 
How far are they behind? They're only what? They're like four games out, five Who? games out. The Padres. Uh, Padres are five. Five games out. Yeah, and even Toronto's only five and a half behind Tampa. I don't think they're catching Tampa. Neither do I. But but they're not playing Tampa. They can anymore easily surpass New York if New York keeps. Yeah. Even if they pay, if, even if they play five hundred baseball for the week. Right. I know that you know everybody talked about what's what's a ten game span going to do for you. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's a 10-game span that the Yankees couldn't afford. It's the same with the Twins. Yeah, speaking of, we're going to get to them in just a second because the White Sox have <laughs> passed them now. The White Sox yeah. are now in first place by a half game. I still think the White Sox might be the hottest team right now. They went 8-2 and two in the last 10, or 9-1. Yeah. 8-2. and 8-2 and two in the last 10, and they have been on a tear offensively. Robert's been They ridiculous. are in the lead now. Sorry, they yeah. were tied. Now they're a half game up. I just said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Robert's been on a tear. They've had really good pitching, especially because add in the no hitter. Right. I mean, the White Sox might take that division. Who's? I mean, again, we'll get we'll kind of talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, the White Sox they didn't do a whole lot, but I mean they they did they did stay claim consistent pitcher, at this point. Yeah, all they gotta do is just keep playing their game, and I think. They're playing the Twins pretty soon, so they could definitely stretch out that lead. Now, here's an interesting one for me. Part of those players, like I said, that the, the Blue Jays got from Miami with Jonathan Villar. Yeah. Or technically, as he wants to be called, Villar, which is literally how he wants it to be pronounced. Anyways. They traded him and also picked up Starling Marte from Arizona. Yeah. Who's better, Starling Marte or Jonathan VR? Because offensively, <laughs> VR has Pittsburgh, been in Pittsburgh. Marte was better, but offensively this year, VR has been on another planet. Oh yeah, he's hitting three eleven, and you can't get the guy out. His Not on base right. is his on base is almost four fifty, maybe a little bit higher than that. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, but his on base is really high, and he's slugging over seven hundred. I think so. He might have a little bit lower glove rating than than. Uh, VR does, but I mean, that's a good pickup and they're 15 and 15. You think they got a shot at the postseason? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like they, they beat DeGrom today to, yeah. to get to 500. <clears throat> they, they could, and they came out after they had all their positive tests. They came back on a tear. Yeah. You know, and then they had a they little spell and, and maybe, you know, maybe they'll be able to turn it around again. They're young. And, to be honest, except for the Yankees and at this point the Blue Jays and the Rays, the East has been weak. Atlanta's been good. Yeah. Other than that, the East has been really weak. Yeah. Like Baltimore had their moment. They in the fell sunshine. on their face. They're done. Red Mets, Sox have never been in it. The Mets are too inconsistent. Yeah. To to say they're going to be good. Right. The Pirates are awful. I mean, I think they got a pretty there's decent op- shot. There's at opportunity. In. Philly has been a extremely underwhelming it's their bullpen i was listening to their yeah game. i was listening to their game today against uh i can't like, uh, like who was they who were they playing today? i was listening to their game i i can't believe oh, they're playing they're playing washington i can't believe how bad they were you post an 833 era yeah you're not gonna do shit with that so i like i said i was listening to their to their game and they mentioned the fact that philadelphia since opening day has completely rebuilt their bullpen. And there's only two pitchers on there from opening day. I don't, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but with where Philly's at right now, do they try to push 
to sign Real Muto before he becomes a free agent, or does he hit free agency? And as Real Muto, what do you want to do? I think there's too much potential for, for Philly. They obviously need some bullpen help. But Here's where I'm at. Sorry, finish. If, if I'm Real Muto, I'll listen to their offer. I wouldn't negotiate. They're probably not going to negotiate anything for now during the season. But after the World Series ends, like every other year, you get five days. Right. And maybe they can make some kind of deal. But you got to know financially, you know, what, what team, what places are going to be there. Because he's going to be the catcher on the market. He's the premier guy. I want to throw a kink in your thoughts. Okay. Really in a lot of things. Boston picks up Real Muto in the offseason. Vasquez they, is too inconsistent. How are they going to pay him? I, Martinez is going to opt out. So you're going to need... He's not as good a hitter as Martinez. Eh, okay. Maybe. Not, he has he has flashes. And, and really, he's more consistent than Vasquez. Behind the plate, yeah. He's a, good, he's a great catcher. Even hitting. Yeah. He's the, he's the best all-around catcher. But if I'm real Muto... Like, if, handily. And to me... A team like Boston's going to turn it around faster than Philly. Philly's building, and they're not too far away. But look at the pieces they have. I, I get it, but Harper's kind of in the same boat he was in in Washington. Now, Washington you know, showed that that can still work, but it was him. Like He did everything, and that's almost still where he's at. Like Hoskins has fallen off the face of the earth, it seems like. Yeah. You know, he's outplaying Real Muto right now. But they're they're losing their pieces. Arietta's not performing very well. He's also really old. For- he is, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. on paper, we see all these guys and we're like, oh my God, they're going to be so fucking good. No, just kidding. They're 500 baseball. Again. I never really had much hope for... I mean, I thought it was a good pickup for Philly, but I never thought that he was going to be the guy he was in Chicago with Philadelphia. No, and and I I agree with that. But like I figured he'd be a solid number three. He's never going to be the guy he was in Chicago in 2016. When no, he, like and that that was outrageous. That was, <laughs> and they talked about that from his days in Baltimore. Like yeah. he was trash. Yeah, and then he got to Chicago and something clicked. They figured out spin and rate. And then he lost it. Yeah, and then he had like elbow issues yeah. last year, shoulder so, issues. Something but like that's that. what I'm saying. Like if if I'm a guy like Real Muto and I'm I'm so handily better than everybody else in the league, which I, I think you can agree with me on. Yeah. There's not really any catchers that can compete right now. Not, I mean, Con- Contreras defensively, defensively. Yeah. yeah. But offensively he can't. No, not right now. Right. I mean, like, so that, that's what I'm saying. And, and you know, for a, a team like a team like Boston, that's someone that they can build around. You know, the, He's the, still young. the JD signing worked for the year. In 2018, who knows what Sale's going to do. But also, coming back off of Tommy John, maybe a catcher like that will help Sale with his confidence. Well, and Sale's probably going to be on an innings limit. He's not going to throw 30 starts. Right, but still, you're going to have a veteran catcher that, for someone like Sale, yeah, can make a difference. It, it can. I think, I just had a thought, too. What if he goes to Atlanta? I mean, that's a pot, <laughs> like that's the thing. You you look at these teams that can be 
so much better. And I'm not I'm not necessarily saying Boston is a team that can be that much better. Right. But that's just a huge piece that they're a big enough market team. They can throw him some fucking money if they want to. He's pro. How old is he right now? Do you know off the top of I, your head? I want to say seven. Yeah. Because I'm thinking. I mean, if I'm him, I don't necessarily like he wanted out of Miami because they were a rebuilding team, and he's like, I don't be a part of a rebuild. So since he's gonna be you, a free agent, you can't look. He's gonna want to go to a team that's got a good chance to win right now, kind of like Bryce Harper did. That's How why long he did didn't want to come Boston to San Francisco in between World Series. Five years? Come on. No, but I'm just saying that's why Bryce Harper didn't come to San Francisco because he but didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. My, my point is a team that big doesn't take nearly as long to rebuild as teams like Miami, as these other teams right. that are smaller markets. That So to a player like Real Muto, I'd be like, fuck, I'm in. Let's do it. He's 29. You know, you sign me by the time I'm 31, we have a legit chance, like a real good chance. Everybody in New York probably ages out by then. Like, yeah. your biggest competition is Toronto and Tampa. Whichever since Madden left Tampa, you you can outplay them. Yeah. We, you always have. Like, so that that's where I thought. And we can kind of reel it back in. But that was, I heard that. I was kind of surprised. I don't remember where I heard that, but I was like, that makes a lot of sense. I was kind of surprised that there weren't at least talks for Real Muto for the trade deadline. There, so there was for like a day, like three days ago. I didn't it, hear like they tried to they tried to hype it up, and then it, no, it just kind of like, didn't happen. Because I think Philly's gonna try to to throw something out there, like because they thought, well, this week would really depend on how Philly would handle it. Well, they paid they played five hundred baseball all week. Yeah, like they didn't do anything, so. You know, you, you play the rest of the season and see if some other teams will screw it up and you can hit your stride and see where you go. But I, I don't even think they're going to do that. Philly's 15 and 15. They won today to make them 500. So they're even with the Marlins second place. In yeah, the I, East. I think where the division's at right now is how it's going to end, which is nuts to me. Like, I never thought that Miami would be above second worst in their division. Yeah. And Washington's 12 and 20. Right. I mean, I I did kind of expect that. But. <laughs> so, I mean, Real Muto, I don't, honestly, I don't see him staying there, but I think Philly would be willing to overpay for him because he's the only catcher on the market that's worth anything. So do I, but I just, I see a lot of options. And think about it. We can revisit this off the pot if you want, but... Just think about it and think about the teams that could benefit from someone like that, that have money. All of them. Right. <laughs> you know, I, it, it's. Unless you're the Dodgers. I'd say, well, if the Dodgers didn't have who they have, I'd say, fuck, you could put them in the mix. Will Smith. No, but, and... you know, that's, uh, if, isn't Gavin Lux a catcher? Too? No, he's no. an infielder. He's a that's right. Yeah. But, yeah, it, you think of other teams, like Arizona has nobody. And they they want like Carson Kelly. Well, but right now, what what is that doing? Like, look at our draft team. Yeah, we'll not very good. We'll get to that later. Yeah, you know. So the Mets. Look at the Mets. Wilson Ramos. Wilson <laughs> Wilson Ramos is awful. He's having his worst offensive year ever. It's okay. Let's get back to tough. the. All right, back to the trades. <laughs> 
Back to the trades. I feel like that was a really good take, though. Yeah. Back to the trades, though. Uh, recently postponed games from Oakland. They made some moves, though. They picked up Mike Miner. I think that I think that can be huge. From he hasn't been from Texas. Yeah, he's he's again on a pitcher that's only a couple of years removed from being really good. And um, so they picked they him need up. Need a vet though. Like right now, that's their vet. Yeah, him and Fires. Fires. Yeah, and they also picked up. Uh, Tommy Lastella to play infield for Franklin Barreto, kind of utility guy. Yeah, my Lestella, boss is pretty stoked. Lastella can play anywhere. Yeah, not much power, but dude is clutch and he can play literally any position yeah. on the infield. Lastella is one of those guys that he was with the Cubs and you're like, eh, and then he goes to the Angels and everybody kind of forgets about him except for us who live on the West Coast and like I've been listening to a lot of Angels right. games. Lastella is the real deal. Who's the A's second baseman again? It was Renhifo. Was so, playing second base. That's what I'm saying. And though. he was like, so was that's, Fletcher, that's their sec, that's their worst spot. Yeah. In so the infield Simmons just came back. So that kind of relegate relegates Fletcher back to being the bench guy, which is why yeah. I think they felt like they could trade Listella. Right. Because now their infield goes Rendon Simmons, Renhifo. Well, I mean, I mean, the A's. Yeah. And Pujols at first base. You look yeah. at Listella, like he fits it. Yeah. At he's, second. He's exactly the kind of player the, that they need, except right. Again, they did not pick up any pitching. The A's? Angels. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to them. And that, we can get that, to them. That's, that's, ex- <laughs> that's like to be expected anymore. Yeah. So I like the moves. The two moves that Oakland made, like I said, it's kind of they, they fall on that money ball kind of thing, right? A couple of cheaper guys, but solid they do, players. But th- this year, right, there's a lot of people that are all in. Yeah, I like that move for Oakland. Um, we already covered... That Toronto deal with Robbie Ray. Archie Bradley, former our UNR. Guy. Yeah, our guy, Nevada. Ugh. Former Nevada pitcher. Damn it. And uh, who could forget the triple he hit? In oh, the my God. Series I was game? just going to say that. Um, yeah. Against the Rockies. That was. Or, was that the wildcard game? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because well, he lost his mind, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. That oh was my God. He was like pushing so hard. I thought the beard was going to grow another two inches. <laughs> yeah, he hit the triple in, in the wild card game. Anyway, he goes to Cincinnati. Yeah. And that's goes that's to another a, team that needs help with. I guess it goes to a team that desperately needs some bullpen help and steps in right away and is their closer. Yeah. Because Cincinnati has had a rough time in their bullpen. Yeah. I mean, you know, we both love Michael Lorenzen. Has not been that good this nope. year. Rizel Iglesias. Who was supposed to be their closer? Also, you know, not that good. Again, I'm no, I'm no expert, but like, I think you sent me a video of Lorenzen, like just throwing like random sessions in his barn or something, or his, his yeah, dude's father-in-law's barn, yoked up. Yeah, he can throw. He has zero control at the or moment. At least it looked like. Yeah, like it. I looked and I was like, that does. He overthrew his his bullpen catcher like eight times. Yeah. And like they've kind of they're one of those teams that's kind of towing the 500 line as well. Yeah. And and they're, well, they're five games we thought below. would be a lot better. Yeah, they're five games below 500 right now. And I don't think they're going to get into the postseason because there's too many teams ahead of them. But you got to have guys other than Trevor Bauer. Right. That can throw for you because their starting pitching hasn't been that good outside of Trevor Bauer. And he couldn't. He can't hold that momentum he's had all year. 
Well, and he's kind of starting to level out. The thing is, too, with a starting pitcher, you only pitch once a week, basically once every five days. <laughs> yeah. You can't win a division if you're going one and four and they're only winning on your start day. Right. So their starting pitching needs to get a lot better. Yep. Their offense needs to pick it up because they're kind of lackluster at the moment, too. Winker has turned it on, though. Jesse Winker, shout out to our hash, our fantasy team. He's been pretty yeah. good uh, the last couple of weeks or so. So I I don't know. I don't think they're going to make it, but he's Archie Bradley gives him a good back end bullpen option. Yep. He's definitely one of those one of those players who's been in the league for a few years and can definitely, you know, give him the leadership the bullpen needs to turn it around. Yeah. So. You want to blow through the rest of the trades? Yeah. Kevin Pillar to Colorado. Damn. Which makes me sad because I like Kevin Pillar and now he's on a division rival. And we don't have to say any more about that. Although he's a perfect fit for Colorado because I feel this huge. And yeah. the dude can run a country mile. Oh, yeah. Cameron Mabin, who's like 60. <laughs> to the Cubs. Goes to the Cubs. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Brian Goodwin. This was a good pickup for Cincinnati because they need some outfield help. Brian Goodwin goes to Cincinnati. And then we covered the Austin Nola stuff to San yeah. Diego. Castro, Nola, and Moreland. Damn. Oh, and the Mets also picked up a catcher. They did pick up a catcher. They picked up Robinson yeah. Chirinos. Yeah. And they got Todd Frazier back from the Texas Rangers, yep. who apparently decided they were selling everybody except Gallo uh, and Lance Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> Gallo. Everybody else is gone. I just, you know, I'm Chu, really bummed about Moreland. I thought Shinsu Chu was going to be traded. No. From, from there, he's a rental, but he's a little bit older. But I thought he at least could use a look somewhere else, but... Yeah, he didn't get traded either. I just, I, yeah. I liked Moreland in Texas. And they yeah. came to Boston and I was like, you know, that's a that's a pretty good under the radar pickup. Like, I was excited. It yeah. worked out, you know, and then unfortunately in the World Series, he was, he was, you know, struggling and Steve Pierce stepped in and lit it up. And then Pierce retires. And now we don't have Moreland. And yeah. Gonna sign Manny Looks Ramirez like, to play first nope. base. It's <laughs> like Michael Chavez is our full time first baseman. Yeah, who's playing third? Sick. Over there? Oh, third? it's Devers. Devers. Yeah, yeah. Devers, Bogarts. I don't even know who our fucking second baseman is. See, they should have picked somebody up. To you play got Dustin base. Pedroia, who has a cane that's still trying to rehab or do whatever the yeah. shit he's doing. I honestly couldn't even tell you who their second baseman has been. Uh, I haven't listened. to I him. don't remember. I anyway. I haven't been listening to them yet. I've kind of been sticking Don't. to it's it's a waste right now. Well, I mean, I listened to that one game when they got beat down 16. To hey, whatever. It's enough of that. <laughs> uh, I so to me, the like the clear two winners as far as trade deadline goes are Toronto and San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. Um, and there I don't want to say anybody's really a loser because obviously it's hard to give up teams or it's hard for teams to give up players like just complete sell off like the Rangers did. And like the Red Sox tried to do, but didn't kind of did. But I like, uh, I don't know, man. The, and obviously, I mean, the Red Sox trade everybody sent uh, San Francisco did absolutely nothing except pick up Anthony Banda who uh, pitched here for the aces and San Diego or uh, Arizona for a hot minute. And then yeah. went off to Tampa and was not good. But if there's one thing that, it seems that Zaidi, Farhan Zaidi is good at. It's finding those guys that are just cast-offs and turning them into stars. Again, yeah. I don't want to talk about it too much, but look at Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, 
uh, Kike Hernandez. Yeah. I mean, guys like that that are just like, eh, by other teams. And you're like, I can get this dude. Max Muncy can get this dude and turn him into a star. Yeah. Like, Max they Muncy. do it when he was time and Oakland, time again. When Max Muncy was in Oakland, he did nothing. And he's a superstar in L.A. You know what I mean? So I just think that sometimes the right move is not to make a move. I thought San Francisco would sell. I was kind of surprised that Cueto stayed. And, uh, and Gosman stayed as well. I thought Gosman for sure would be traded uh, to maybe the Yankees who were looking for some pitching. Yeah. There was talk that he could go across the bay to Oakland because they obviously were looking for pitching. So it was just surprising to me to see both of them stay. I thought maybe they could listen for Tony Watson, the only good bullpen guy they have. But obviously nothing happened. So they're, I think that... San Francisco has a shot at the postseason. I don't think they'll make it, but they've got a shot to sneak in. As hey, the they've been they've been decent lately. Two so. games below five hundred, seven and three in the last ten. I mean, yeah. I'm, I I was talking to another buddy at work about this who's a Giants fan. It's like I don't know who to believe. Do I believe that the Giants are the team that they were the first twenty games, or are they the team that they've been for the last fifteen games? Right. I don't know. Which I mean, way you to go. wish that they're the team <laughs> they've been the last fifteen, but. Yeah, I don't know which way they're going to go because they were way under 500 a little bit ago. Yeah. I mean, they were right there with Pittsburgh and right. Boston. Right. And now they're two games below 500. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what to make of it. There's no way they're winning the division, obviously, because they're nine games back. <laughs> and they're four games back of San Diego, but they're only one game back of Colorado, who yeah. is currently losing to San Diego, which is good news for the and Giants. And it is dumping. So uh, with that, real quick, we'll just break down. We'll just go through the... The postseason real quick. Uh, Dodgers are obviously the one seed, 26 and 10, 722 winning percentage. Look at that run differential. I don't have that on the MLB app here. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Plus, just guess. I mean, they got to be 60 by now. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Plus 90. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're not just beating teams. They're shitting on them. Yeah, so San Diego will be... 22 and 15 by the end of this game, four and a half back Colorado will be 17 and 18, only a half game ahead of San Francisco who did not play today. Yep. And Arizona in the cellar at 14 and 21. So the one seed is San Diego or good Lord. A look at San Diego. <laughs> Number one is uh, the Dodgers. Number two seed right now, as far as division winners is a tie between Atlanta and Chicago. Um, and then the four would be San Diego. Yep. And then the five would be Miami or Philadelphia. And then obviously the still six baffling to me. Six would be Philadelphia or Miami, whichever one you like. Colorado is in there. Actually, Colorado would be the six. Yeah, St. Louis. St. <laughs> Louis is 13 and 13. Yeah, they're in there. They're 500. Yeah, so it's kind of a mess right now because not all the teams have played as many games. Right. There, real quick, there was some talk about... I don't know if this would work out and now, but I did hear during one of the broadcasts that there was some light discussions with the commissioner's office and the league office about maybe shortening the season to 55 games because they're not afraid. They're afraid that teams like the Cardinals might not get to 60 games. Yeah. It just give teams that are already that far more time off. Yeah. So they're like, there's some there, the season might not end up being 60. It might be 55. And that's just because like I said, a lot of teams might, some teams may not get to 60 because St. Louis only played 26 games. Whereas Atlanta's played 34. Right. And, you know, I think they've played the most. Tampa's were, 36. Yeah, 30, so LA's 36. Yeah. 
San Diego will be 37 at the completion of this game. So yeah, it's just one of those weird scheduling deals. So anyway, the one seed in the AL is Tampa and then Oakland. the White Sox. No, then Oakland, then the White yep. Sox. Um, and then, then Cleveland, then Houston, then, then the Yankees, Yankees and Fuck then, yeah. and then Toronto and Minnesota, oh no, Minnesota, Minnesota then, Toronto. then Toronto. So that's, the, and then that's it, it doesn't that's matter. Eight. That's eight. By the way, the angels are worse than the Red Sox now. Oh yeah. They got, they got beat today by Marco Gonzalez. And you're like, who? <laughs> I was holding out a little bit of faith for the angels too. Well, Otani getting hurt, definitely. Whatever. So losing Otani on the mound. He's still hitting, obviously. But losing Otani on the mound and losing Simmons definitely hurt them. Plus, their starting pitching just, again, has, is not, awful. has not been good. They, they just, they're in trouble. And they just can't seem to get a pitcher or two to stay there. Ryu would have been a great pickup for them, but yeah. they didn't get him. So I just, the Angels, to me... They're kind of like, I don't know, like they're, I feel like they're, they're so during the two thousands, right. You had the Lakers and the Clippers, right. right. And, and the Lakers were dominant and the Clippers were like, eh, well, like the, the redheaded Clippers, stepchild, the Clippers could be good. And you're like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> you're not really good though. Right. That's kind you of had a good feel, week. Like the Dodgers are like the Lakers, right. The Dodgers are just like slamming everybody. Right. And then like if the angels are good, it's like, oh, that's cute. They're kind of like the little brother of the Which the is Dodgers. hilarious though. Because yeah. it's like if Kobe played on the Clippers. Right. Instead of the Lakers. Yeah. Like you have Mike fucking Trout. And Rendon. Yeah. Part of their part of the Angels problem though is again, like we said last time, Upton and, and Pujols have done nothing. And they're just taking up space. So in Adele, maybe when they retire at the age of 75, right, then yeah, they can sign some pitchers. So I think that the angels are going to be in trouble as long as Pujols is on the books, which is until the end of 22. It's the end of forever. Yeah. So, but the postseason this year, he's on a walker trying to round the bases. (laughs) It's, it's still wide open. Like I said, I mean, we've got, um, third place teams right now are Colorado at 17 and 17, soon to be 17 and 18, Philadelphia at 15 and 15 and Milwaukee at 16 and 18. And then San Francisco hot on their heels at 17 and 19. Technically they're right. like the nine right now. Right. And they do not play the Dodgers anymore this year. This last, last weekend was the last time they'll play the Dodgers all year. Wow. So they don't have to worry about the, the, the buzzsaw. They think they do play San Diego. Um, but I think, I don't think they play the Astros anymore. I don't think they play Oakland anymore. Like they have a relatively easy schedule to yeah. the end. So San Francisco got a real shot at it. I feel like, and we'll just kind of leave it at that. I mean, <laughs> I'll be cheering for them and hopefully they get in. But at the same time, I kind of want them to not be great because there are some good pitchers that are going to be coming up in the draft next year that I would like them to have a chance to get. Yeah. Like Kumar rocker. <laughs> Who's supposed to be the number one overall pick? Go watch that guy. He's insane. What else you got? We got, uh, like we mentioned earlier, Oakland had a member of the organization test positive. Yeah. They did not specify it was a coach or a player or just somebody in the traveling party. Uh, it's kind of played out now. That but... was on Saturday or Sunday. And no new tests. No new positive. Yeah. There was no positive tests 
uh, in addition to that one. So their games are postponed until Wednesday. I think they'll start playing again on yes. Thursday. But All then, right. If nothing goes on. Here's the next piece I want to talk about. I'm sure you do too. The Indians. Yes. Did not trade their other pitcher that was involved in the shit show. Yeah. Of leaving. And he's set to start Tuesday. That would be Zach Plesak. Zach Plesak. Yeah, I was surprised that both of them were not. I wasn't surprised both of them weren't traded. I thought one of them would be traded. And if anything, it's almost like he's the instigator. I thought it was going to be Plesak who was traded. Yeah. Mainly because. Clevenger stayed in the shadows, I feel like. Yeah, but he was the one. He Don't forget, he was the one who kind of snuck back in and lied about going out. That's true. But, I mean, he was at least apologetic about it. Whereas I feel like Plesak was like, here's the middle finger. I'm a person. Oh, yeah. Video. It was like Bart Simpson's falling down the quicksand hole. Like, yeah. he's like <laughs> yeah, flipping no, everybody no. off on the way down. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, oh. shit. I'm still here. <laughs> uh, so you're going to forgive me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I thought, I thought Plesak would have been the one to be traded. Even though, I mean, Clevenger was kind of not. He was the number two, right? Bieber. It was like Bieber was number one, yeah. obviously. And then Clevenger it was, Bieber, was two. Plesak, Clevenger, I think. Okay. Well, no, Clevenger was up first, and he was kind of getting. Yeah. You know he he had a following behind him, so I'd say Plesak was probably third, but I think they're leaning on Plesak a little more. Right. So yeah, I was surprised that it was Clevenger, but I mean, again, what a pickup for San Diego. Yeah. You just slot him in as your number one, number two guy behind Paddock. And that makes them really good. So, yeah, police act supposed to pitch on Tuesday. We'll see how it goes. See what it does for the Indians. Yeah. Especially if the Twins keep on this, the Indians can separate themselves. Yeah, he will be pitching against the Royals. And (laughs) and guess who the Royals are pitching? Who? Matt Harvey. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I haven't even seen. Oh he's zero and one. Harvey with zero and one, with an eleven point twelve ERA. Shocker. Uh, I, I don't know. I. Harvey, Why do the Mets breed people that just don't know when to retire? It's not that he doesn't know when to retire. It's like he tried to embody like the party boy lifestyle, and then I don't know if he got the yips or what happened after that game. Maybe he he got, got the hepatitis. I, I don't know what happened in that game. After remember was against the Royals in game four. Oh, where he just where he was great for eight innings. And then in the ninth inning, just that was it loaded. And he has not been the same pitcher since in 2015. I mean, he stopped off with the Angels. (laughs) Not good. He went to Japan. Yeah, I don't know how he did over there, but I don't think he was great. Comes back with the Royals this year. Obviously has not been very good. So uh, the Royals are in the bottom at 14 and 21. Not great. Hey, maybe. Maybe it'll be something for him. Yeah. Who knows? So I police act to me. I'm just curious to see what the reception is in the clubhouse. Obviously, we don't get to see that. But like behind closed doors, I'd be super interested to see like if this is where if he's put on an island by himself. Yeah. You know, this is where I feel like baseball needs to be more transparent. Yeah. I mean, I was listening to you're going to be like, whatever. But I was listening to a Yankee game the other day and uh, they were talking. The announcers, John Sterling, was talking about 
you know, it's been such a weird year, obviously. But normally the announcers and stuff get to go into the clubhouse and talk to the players and whatever. The The broadcast team is completely isolated away from the team. Right. They don't get any access. They don't get to go to the clubhouse. They don't get to go do this. They don't get to do that. So, like, literally anything that happens in the clubhouse yeah. is, like, a total secret. You know? I don't think there Isolation. were any... I don't think there were any great ejections this week with hot mics and F-bombs. And Not that I saw. I didn't see anything either. But, yeah, it's... Keep it coming, though. We still need that TV show on, like, HBO or Showtime. All right. Before we get into our fantasy... Tr- uh, oh, I still got to do that. I got to look those up real quick. Yeah. Well, while you do that, I'm going to make you think real hard. All right. I asked you this earlier off of uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Pardon my take. Uh, they had, I've never been a big A-Rod fan, but they had an epic interview with A-Rod. And that A-Rod fielded a, or asked them a question that I love. If okay. you were in Rob Manfred's seat for a day, if you were MLB commissioner, what are two things that you would want to change? For me, are we talking about like, I guess I can take the question like however I want to here, but are we talking about taking something from this season and implementing it next year? Just change. Number one on my list. You have the reins. Number one on my list is definitely going to be to get rid of the stupid blackouts. Okay, that's a good one. Especially. That's a good one. Especially. Especially with this year going on. Yeah. I read a thing today and it was just a quick like little blip headline thing. But it said that MLB blackouts are not to protect the team's revenue stream. Right. Because even if I happen to live in a city with, you know, big league baseball. Yeah. And I could watch the games on TV. I'd still go to the games. Right. It's not like I'm, and it's not like, like oh, I'm not going to go to the game because I can just watch it on TV. Some people are like that. Yeah. But I feel like MLB has still got a, a decent enough fan base that, right. you know, they still prefer to go to the games. And they can, if anything, less blackouts could make that better. Like, it, you know, it, it can attract new fans or fans that have kind of fallen off. Yeah. You're the only sport that does that. Right. So, yeah, like I said, it, the thing said, it's not there to protect the team's revenue stream. It's to protect the cable deals, which is ridiculous because obviously some of these cable deals are worth more than like the player salaries or, you know what I mean? That's where the owners make most of their money from the TV deals. Yeah. And, I mean, unless there's a team, I don't even know if there's a professional team that does this, but unless there's a team that like starts their own network, there's like, you're always going to have these TV. No, you just have sports networks, right? Televise the games for you, but (laughs) so, but that's my number one is I'd get rid of the blackouts. All right. Like I said, especially this year, because nobody's going to the games. So MLB.tv, you should be able to watch right. any game 
anytime, even if it's yours. And I think we touched on this when we were talking about like the whole thing a little while ago, one of the earlier episodes. Like people that live in Nebraska who aren't anywhere near <laughs> yeah. a major league team are blacked out from like the Cubs, the Cardinals, the Astros, the Rangers, the Royals, everybody. Twins. Like they what are they supposed to do? It's not worth having the the you know the subscription at this point. Yeah. We're we're relatively lucky living out here on the West Coast like where we're at, we're only blocked from the Giants and the A's. Yes. But, but like if you live in the Midwest or the East Coast, you miss out on two thirds of the league. Right. You know what I mean? If you're on the East coast, you can pretty much only watch West coast teams. Right. If you're in the Midwest, you can't really watch anybody. Right. It, and, it's, and tell it's me it's asinine. Like that. Tell you're me living why, in the stone age. Tell me why Alaska and Hawaii are blacked out from San Francisco uh, games. And, Cause they can walk. Yeah. 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 Right across it, the fucking ocean. <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on down. Go to a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's ridiculous. These blackout rules are, are dumb. The other thing I guess that I would change would be, I don't, I don't know. Like for the most part, I would change. This year is kind of weird. Cause obviously I'm trying to think of like what rules would be, what rules from this season would be implemented into next year. Okay. And obviously I don't think the seven inning no hitter is going to stay. It could, but I doubt seven it. inning double header. Yeah. Sorry. I said no hitter, didn't I? Yeah. Seven inning double header. Okay. It should not stay. Um, I've never been a fan of the extra innings rule. You know, we start with the, Oh on, yeah. On okay. Ten, uh, in the 10th, I guess if they really wanted to do it, they could do it in the 12th. Like they do in the minor leagues. Um, I think the pitch clock is good. I honestly don't really notice it too much in the, in the big leagues. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, when we had it here in the minor leagues at first, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be dumb. Like you're forcing pitchers to throw before they're ready. And I, I honestly didn't even really notice it there either. No. Yeah. So the pitch clock, obviously it's been in since like 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fine. I, I don't know. Like, I can't think of a second thing that I would really change. What do you, how do you feel about a shorter season? No. Okay. We were talking about this. Or just a buddy similar amount of games, just condense the time, but you can't really. Yeah. Cause then you'd be playing right. double headers and stuff. Okay. And the whole point of the season starting in March and going through basically Halloween with the World Series was to give the players more days off. Right. And there's no way that the owners would agree to drop down to like 144 game season because well, that's, here's that's where you drop games. You drop time. Yeah. You're going to have the same amount of days off, but your double headers now will go from nine innings to seven innings. I just, just I keep know. the double headers in, you know, keep those in play. I, I those are picking up a lot of steam. Yeah. So that, that's where I see, you know, outside fans looking in where they're like, oh, yeah. You know, or I, I've i even heard people say just shorten the game itself. No. To seven innings. No. Like that. We're not playing just all high things school. I've heard. We're not playing high school ball. Seven innings right. is like in Little League, you play six. Right. So you play seven innings. You play nine innings in high school. You, you play seven innings in like Cal Ripken. Right. Like when you get out of Little League, that's no, I, seven innings. I get it. I'm, yeah. So, no. I mean, I would like to see maybe some, I don't know what, where you could, I don't know, maybe shorten the length of the game by 
you know, maybe implementing some more pace of play things, but they've already done so much with that that I don't know what else you could really take away. Here's here's my thing. You want, as a player, you want more off days? Do something more interesting with the All-Star break. Yeah. well, they I'm used, a huge advocate for that. They used to do like a whole... Do used, a week. It used to... Well, it used to be like... It used to be, it is four days now, right? It's Tuesday. It's a long weekend. That, no. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Because Tuesday is the all-star, or the home run derby. Yep. And then Wednesday is the game. And then Thursday is an off day, and so is Monday. But what they used to do back in like the 90s, early 2000s, before it just became a home run derby, was yeah. they used to do a whole skills thing where like, yeah. they would have, you know, the catchers with the quickest pop time. Right. You know, or the, the pitcher's. I I don't remember if this is exactly a thing, but I remember maybe something about like the hardest pitch, yeah, throw or you know the fastest base runner, kind of like a combine, like they do for the NFL right. stuff. I heard I had a good I heard a good expansion on that was expanding to other countries too. That would be cool. So having other countries come in for like world ball world baseball classics, awesome. We get yeah. a kick out of that every time they have one, but it's only every four years, every five this year. Yeah. So you take a week, you make the all-star break a week and you bring in all-stars from all over. It would be kind of, you cool can to do see, like an international, you can do a, a, an international home run derby. Yeah. Like, that's what I was thinking. You can do all of these things. Like you want to talk about fans and and getting a bigger fan base and and keeping fans interested and in doing all of this stuff, but it's almost like you want to do that while not while changing the smallest things within the game. What if you don't change the game at all? You change the things around the game. Okay, like I would like to see a more international presence. Definitely. Yeah. And more, my second thing, be more transparent. Give us more clubhouse access. Right. Like, I, I'm kind of, I think it was Big Cat on, on Pardon My Take that had those answers. But, you know, so I, I it's not that I'm trying to copy him, but, you know, that that's very similar to how I feel. Yeah. You know, football, you get, like, you see things happening in the clubhouse or in the locker room and all that kind of stuff, like, you know, post-game pep talks, like, all of that. Like, you don't see any of that. Yeah, because for the most part, there aren't cameras in the clubhouse. Right, in the major none league. of it. Like, I want to know when you have an, a pitcher that goes out and pitches the worst four fucking innings of his career that's been in the clubhouse since he exited the game, if he's and like then the rest of the team plays like shit. Like, he's throwing stuff he on throws, the clubhouse? <laughs> he throws, he gives up six runs in four innings or seven runs in four innings. The team has three errors. What does the manager go in? Does he go in fucking throwing water jugs all over the place? Like, <laughs> what does he do? I want to see that. Yeah. I'd like to see. Yeah. I mean, that'd be interesting um, for sure. Maybe. I mean, maybe the second thing I would do as a commissioner, and I know that this is a team by team basis, just kind yeah. of thinking about it, is maybe make batting practice, maybe make it mandatory for teams if you take batting practice to open the stadium up for batting practice, yeah. get fans to the game early. 
I'll tell you, and I know I said this already before. And be interactive. But yeah, so the wild card game against Oakland and Tampa Bay. Yeah. When we got into the park at two o'clock in the afternoon for a five oh seven pitch, first pitch, and we're in there for batting practice, and the bullpen guys are are chatting it up with us down, you know, in the yeah. outfield, and we're catching home run balls, and there's, you know, it's just it's great. Batting practice is incredible. And we went to San Diego, then they did the tour of the ballpark in February. I asked the guy, the tour guide, hey, you guys open the park for batting practice? And he said, no. And I was like super bummed about it because like yeah. batting practice is great. You know, you yeah. can definitely, you can definitely get your young fans in, you know, the, the early and, and sometimes the batting practice is open for only for season ticket holders. Well, I don't have $10,000 for a season ticket for my three, right. you know, you know, so like where else are you going to get the, and we've all seen the videos of the of Mike Trout or other players playing catch with kids in the sands. But they're the rarities. Like right. they're they're the exception. Yeah. I would like to see and I know they're humans and they have their own, you know, wants and needs and likes and dislikes or whatever cuz some guys I'm sure don't like that. But I would love to see more access, you know, maybe open the gates 30 minutes earlier so they could at least watch 30 minutes of batting practice. You don't have to open it up at one o'clock for a seven o'clock game, obviously. Put but. cameras in the batting cages. Yeah. Down below, like for pregame, like just, just little things like that. Yeah. Half of the time, like when we get, we always get to the ballpark when we go to games, except for like night games when, you know, I'm getting off work and I'm kind of rushing to the park, but right. I always like try to get to the ballpark as soon as the gates open. Cause I want to see what's going on in the field. Yeah. I like to see, you know, guys, when we went and watched the Dodgers play, like I like to see guys like Clayton Kershaw, even if they're not pitching, do their on-field yeah. workouts before the game. Do their long toss, do whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's great. We were standing at an Aces game. We were sitting or we were standing like along the rail and we watched two of the relief pitchers, like no crow hop, just straight like step and throw the ball from the foul line off the center field fence. Right. And like basically from third base off the center field fence with no like yeah that kind of stuff's cool just like i like watching guys just do whatever they do before the game so yeah i'd love to see more batting practice too all right here's our you want to go over our team real quick yeah <laughs> no but yes <laughs> well we'll start off with hopefully the worst player on the team at this point oh god and that is our catcher carson kelly <laughs> we, weird we uh, do you, i don't know if we want to drop and draft a player draft players tonight for the trade deadline no not yet but so carson kelly has been bad like really bad. oh my god <laughs> he's he is 11 for 59 which is 186 one home run seven rbis he is 250 on base and a 271 slugging that is not good hot garbage yeah Carson Kelly has not been the guy that we have hoped for. No. So our first baseman of Josh Bell, I don't think has been much better because I haven't heard really anything about him. Um, as far as you know, I'm turning it on. But it, I guess it's not. I mean, two eighteen. That's not great. Yeah, two eighteen, four homers, and fourteen RBIs. I mean, it's nothing like last year. But no, last year with this is his uh, post All Star game. Season last year. Yeah, again. Yeah, he's just continuing. So, Ozzy Albies, our second baseman, missed a bunch of time. So, he just came back. 
Actually, he's still on the injured list. Yeah. Uh, he is hitting 159 with one homer and six RBIs. Again, he's hurt. So, Fucking I mean, not good. Solid. Not good, but he's hurt. So, I'll kind of cut him a little slack there. Uh, Semyon here, our shortstop. He is exactly worth zero war. So, he's turned it around because he was negative the last Hell time. yeah. He's hitting 229 with five homers and 12 RBIs um, with a 663 OPS. So, again, not great. Hey, but so far, he's our best guy. He's not been bad. And he's pretty good defensively, too. So, we'll, we'll take that. Uh, Matt Carpenter is our third baseman. He's also a zero war, so he's picked it up a little bit, although he's hitting 186. Oh, my God. Not great. One homer and 13 RBI. So he's kind of got the RBI thing going. Normally, Matt at, or Matt Carpenter is a, a, stud, a stud player. But <laughs> yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. I just don't know what happened there. Uh, Fran Mill Ray is our right fielder, who I was really stoked on and actually has turned it on as well. He's 35 for Holy 121. Holy shit. 289 batting average, seven homers, 23 RBIs with an 847 OPS. So good job, Framil Reyes, for turning it around and saving our outfield. Except for our, uh, I guess, Mookie Betts is still our center fielder. And he has been out of his mind the last three weeks. (laughs) 298, 11 homers, 26 RBIs. 991 for his OPS. Yeah, uh, Mookie Betts has found it in LA. I think we can... Whatever. We can officially say I may that. cry. And Jesse Winker, who I mentioned earlier, who is, has turned it around as well. He is hitting 320 with 10 homers and 17 RBIs. Hey, we are a, a lot better now than we were. And an 1122 OPS. Yeah. He is hitting his OPS plus, which is park adjusted hitting 100 is league average. He's 190. He's almost twice as good as a league average hitter right now. Hell yeah. So. Our outfield is stacked. Infield, not so much. Maybe we won't finish absolutely terrible. Yeah. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, our bench catcher, who might be promoted to starting catcher. <laughs> yeah. 228. Done. Sold. Four homers and 14 RBIs. Sold. And a 734 OPS. <laughs> oh, my Jackie God. Bradley Jr. If I can type it here. Jackie Bradley Jr. 242, two homers, 11 RBIs. That's not, not pretty, great. pretty normal for him. Yeah, not great. Good defensive defensive player though. Oh, Didi. Oh shit, that's yeah. right. He's been good too recently. Two eighty four, five homers, nineteen RBIs, and an eight sixty three OPS. He's right. he's turning around. He's getting there. He's getting there. Hey, infielder. That's right. And our boy, you remember, Christian Walker. Christian Walker. I don't. Our even boy, two ninety nine. Oh what? Four homers. Hell yes. 21 RBIs. And Put him eight, in over Josh Bell. 846 OPS. Sub them all in. Yeah, Chris, Christian Walker is my dude. So out of these, uh, I would I would definitely drop Carson Kelly. I would probably drop Josh, Josh Bell. Bell. Drop him. And Done. I would probably drop Matt Carpenter at this point. Yeah. So it's those would weird. be three. Uh, three. And then uh, we could just go. I don't even want to look at our starting pitching, except for Shane Bieber. Um. Shane Bieber, our our guy over here, two point three WAR, one thirty five ERA. He is six and zero Jesus in seven Christ. starts, forty six and two thirds innings pitch. You want to guess his strikeouts? A lot, seventy five. Holy shit! Eight, a uh, point eight one four WHIP. 
So he's not even walking dudes. So that's our boy right there, Shane Bieber. And uh, Julio Tehran's been garbage. Sean Manaya, who, who has, who was two and two with a five six four ERA, in thirty yeah. innings pitched. Not great. Chris Archer, I don't think he's even pitched yet. No. So he's gonna be our pitcher that we drop, because he has definitely not pitched this year. And uh, I don't even want to look at this one either. Because you know Madison Bumgarner. 0-3 with a 9-3-5 ERA. Only four game starts. He is on the uh, injured list as well. There was talk that he could come back and pitch against San Francisco. I don't know if he did that. If he did, he was going to pitch on Saturday. But obviously, we I'm were pretty sure we would have known. Disconnected from uh, from baseball. So, and we'll we'll save the bullpen for the next one. Oh God, I don't even know if any of these it's, guys are. Really, it's fine. Yeah, we're, we're just going to let that go. Yeah. So uh, our outfield has definitely figured it out, but everybody else is kind of slowly coming. Our around. outfield and our bench. Yeah, our outfield is good. Our bench is good. Uh, okay, so what would you change uh, if you were the commissioner? I said, I already answered. Oh, more access and yeah. a week long All Star break. A week. Okay. I was kind of thinking you might go with the neutral site World Series, which we talked about. But yeah, I, I definitely don't want to do that. I mean, I, I could see that. Uh, if you want to spin. Well, so you could spin. You could do instead of a week long all star break, make the World Series more like the Super Bowl. But like we talked make, about, before, make it a, make it an event. But like we talked about before, it would become something like the Super Bowl where it's super exclusive and only, you know, the yeah. tickets would be outrageously expensive and only like I mean, tickets are already super outrageously expensive. Yeah. But like anybody for the most part can go if you have the money to do it. Right. Whereas, sure. whereas like if you're in the, in the Super Bowl, I would say at least 60% of the tickets are probably like executives that the NFL or every people invite. There's a very few right. amount of tickets that are actually sold to the public. Right. And I wouldn't want the world series to end up like that. I get that. And having it be in the host, you know, each team gets to host the games. Like I said before, football, yeah, I understand it's a long, quote unquote, long season, but it's it's eight games at your home place. Right. With baseball, with more it's ticket 81. prices. It's 81, right? You're, I feel like with baseball, your fans really get to enjoy the season a lot more. Yeah. Because there's a lot more chances to. So I feel like if you were to do a neutral site world series, that it would take the quote unquote magic out of being like one of the two cities that gets to host it. And it's a huge event for your city as opposed to just being an event for one city. I get that. And it could be, like I said, if, if it's like, for example, if, and I know this wouldn't happen like now, but if it was like the angels against like the, I don't even know. Like what's a small market national team? Like the angels and the Rockies. Yeah. Maybe not, not the angels, like a small market. Like let's say it's the Royals and the Rockies, two small market teams in the world okay. series. That's a huge boost in the economy for each of those two cities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And it just, to me, it would kind of take because you know, the cities like that Kansas city or, or Milwaukee even right. would get overlooked for like 
New York right. or Miami, right? Or Houston, LA. You know what I mean? Like San Francisco would actually get to host one for, you know, but probably I guess, but you know, it would be one of those things where I feel like it would be super quote unquote elitist and only certain cities would get to hold it. Whereas where it is now, any team can host it. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. All right. Um, is there anything that you wanted to watch this week that you're looking forward to? Uh, I mean, outside of baseball, we've been pretty hooked on Yellowstone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I have not watched it yet. Well, you need to. So, um, I mean, hopefully watch the Yankees keep keep losing. Keep on keeping on. And it's the Rays Yankees this week, so Ooh. I'll definitely be watching that. Yep. White Sox Twins has certainly got some interest now. Yes. Um, a sh- Giants and Rockies will be a super interesting series, and not just because I'm a fan of the team, but because that has <laughs> that has like postseason implications right now. Yeah, a little bit. I, I like the Blue Jays and Marlins series just because the Marlins are kind of trying good, to do something, and the Blue Jays are better than they were anticipating being, and I want to see their new guys, you know, kind of get in there and see how they do. Um, this weekend yeah, we've twin, got Twins White Sox is huge. Yeah, and then upcoming this weekend we have Yankees and Mets. We have um, Padres A's. That'll be that'll good. be a good one. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, I still think the Nationals and Braves this upcoming weekend is going to be great. And then we have who else do we have? Cardinals Cubs always good. Astros Phillies, Angels Phillies Mets Marlins Rays. Cardinals Cubs. Yeah, there's there should be some good ones. And then Giants and Diamondbacks, maybe Madison Bumgarner will pitch this time. Because <laughs> I would like to see Bumgarner pitch against San Francisco, personally. I mean, uh, next next Monday we got Astros A's. That'll be good. Yes. So we'll have a new pod before that one, though. We'll kind of. That's all right. That'll be what I'm excited for then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to now this. Uh, yeah, this White Sox and Twins series. Although I don't know which broadcast to listen to because I honestly have not listened to either one of them as far as radios go. <laughs> so I guess we'll figure it out. You know, one thing real quick, just on a mini tangent. I hate when announcers are boring. Like I was listening to a pirates game the other day and their radio announcers are so boring. I could not listen to them. I don't remember who they were playing, but I'm like, literally anybody is better than this. And yeah. I think it was a road game and there are some there are some announcers, and again, I'm biased because the Giants guys are so good, but there are some announcers. The Blue Jays guys are really good at this too. Even though, because the Blue Jays guys aren't ever at the games because they're stuck in Toronto and they're playing in, in Buffalo. But there's, there's guys that make you believe they're actually at the park because right. they're so good at calling games. Yeah. And, and I just feel like it's the, 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 the Pirates guys are really boring. The Braves guys aren't too bad. They're just, I don't know. I got to figure out who to listen to as far as that, that series goes. But yeah, it should be fun. It should be a fun week of baseball. Uh, Again. Real quick, players of the week. Manny Machado for the Padres. And, He's had a monster last two weeks. And yeah, that's the second one in a row. Because he was player of the week last week, wasn't he? No. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, yes. Yeah, he was. Him and uh, Abreu. Yeah, and then uh, the American League Pitcher of the Week was obviously... 
Lucas Giolito with a no hitter. <laughs> I almost forgot his name for a second, but that just that covers that. And uh, real quick, did you see the play? Was it who made the play? The guy who caught the ball out in center field and threw it back to first base to get the out was that um that was Robles Victor Robles from the uh, the Nats, wasn't it? Made the, oh, it was like Loriano's play last year where he like oh, caught it out oh yes field yeah and then threw the dude out of first base. I still think I was more impressed with Loriano. Yeah. Well, and we just saw Machado probably make the play of the week tonight. Arenado. That's what I meant. It's okay. All the autos. It's late. The third baseman it's and late. names end in auto. We're going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Arenado made that made a play about twenty feet into foul territory. Oh god. And and it was. It's expected now. So, uh, anyway. <clears throat> nice to talk to everybody again. It was fun. Yes. Fun week. Everybody have a good week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks and for tuning in. If anything weird happens, obviously we'll we'll float something out, but it's all good. Talk to you next time. I got you needle.